podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hey guys. How's it going? Going well. Good. I was Googling how to pull this up on my phone when you told me we were going live. Seems like a technology thing. You're going to call Drew. So how is everybody? Is anybody still up? Are we like actually live? Is we just got a pop up that we can customize our dashboard? We're definitely live. Super fancy. Sometimes. Yeah. And like that is way different than than it used to be back in the day. Yeah. So we've already tested this out before. I know the chances of any of y'all being up right now are pretty slim. We shouldn't be up right now. We shouldn't be up right now. We just finished a little podcast. Your sleep app says that we're supposed to not be up right now. (laughs) My sleep app, I have an app called Rise that tells you like your energy level and it tracks like your circadian rhythm and then how much, how sleep deprived you are. I'm operating at 30% right now, (laughs) energy. Um, I've been sleeping about four hours a night. I've been traveling. So do you feel like you're operating at 30% or does the app say you're operating at 30%? I think that we're both judging my my poor decisions right now with with traveling and, and no sleep so well i i feel like you're really fun to hang out with so this is only 30 percent imagine that you could have right dang but but i feel like that's like the old myth where like you know like oh you only use like you only use 10 percent of your brain versus 100 percent you know who thinks that is true like it's absolutely true because your brain only functions like it only processes so many functions at one time so it's absolutely well, true. I heard just recently that that's been debunked. Well, that's what I'm saying. But so, so you only use 10% of your brain at a time, but, but that's all you're supposed to use is, is that well, much because well, you're using see, different functions. Let's see what Siri thinks. Is Siri going to tell us? I don't know. Down. Siri, what percentage of our brain do we use? Evidence from studies shows that people use, oh, it says much more than 10%. First, I thought she was like, okay, it says evidence from studies of brain damage, brain imaging, localization of blah, 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 show that people use much more than 10% of their brains. That sounds I'm scientific. That much more. When you, yeah. you know, they you, you know. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'm hoping the gluten thing will turn out to be a myth, too. <laughs> you don't eat bread. How's it going to impact you? Because <laughs> then I can start eating bread. Is that what's holding you back? Your, your gluten fears? <laughs> it's it can be a vegan over well, here. Well, real, but it would be nice if it was just myth. I mean, it better be since you don't eat bread. So I mean, I do. I don't know if I'm supposed to. You know who, eats, who eats bread is our son, uh, Callan. Oh my gosh, he, he loves people mainline brioche. <laughs> I do love brioche. So, I think we have a picture of him when we were in Montreal, and you go into like a French bakery that has the croissants, and he's got his face up at the window and just like. <laughs> Hi, Marcy. Look at Marcy up late at night partying in Oklahoma. How's it going, Marcy? What are you up to? So why are why are we on Facebook? 
live? That's a great oh, question. Okay. I don't even know. So we, we just finished up a podcast and we figured we'd just keep rolling. Yeah. And, uh, so here we are. Yeah, we, it was it was a fun podcast. We just talked about stuff, insurance, life, what's going on, what we're working on. Yeah. I'm training a class right now. So we talked about like some of the questions that they asked and I wanted to get like Justin's spin on it to see like how <laughs> he would answer it. And so that was fun. But I did it's the same questions people have been asking me for 10 years. So, you know, <laughs> which you know, judgment free zone, by the way, if you're a class member that heard me say that, um, that's probably true. So um, but I did kind of change the topic for the podcast episode last minute because um, I was going to talk about how uh, this topic, our job doesn't start until they say no. And I have, you know, so so much I can do. I mean, that sounds but sounds accurate. But Justin just got off a plane, and so we hung out instead and talked insurance. It was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So that one comes out soon, and we figured we'd hop on with you guys. And every time I test this out, there's like hardly anybody awake when we go live late <laughs> at 11 p.m. But it'll post for 24 hours. So if you see this light later, you know, thanks for chiming in indulging us <laughs> so, yeah. well, so you know the guarantee is that my mom's definitely going to watch it so thank you mom and uh just want to <laughs> number one fan first insurance customer back in the day after us you know that's uh that's yeah so, yeah but thanks for being on my podcast babe my pleasure you're my, you're my i guess i can't have favorite guests Unless they're you. Yeah. So it's okay so, to say you're my favorite guest so far, right? I'm actually really glad I'm not like your second favorite or your 10th favorite. I mean, guest. that would just be wrong. Yeah. That made me feel really bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. So anyways, you know, so we talked about, I just got back um, from our Fredericksburg office. I'm sure some of you will be watching this. So shout out to our Virginia office over there. And uh, just always a great time seeing that team and we have a lot of commercial producers and service there. Um, and so I, I got there on, uh, you know, two, two days ago and, um, and then got to spend until today and I just flew back uh, now. And so, uh, but we do a monthly fireside chat and I love the fireside chats because, you know, our, our organization's a little sprawling. And so it gives us an opportunity to try and like get everybody up to speed on, on all the different, you know, moving parts. And so the, um, yeah, if we, if we don't do that, then we tend to have silos and communication breakdowns. And so we try and be purposeful about uh, communicating and just getting everybody together and, and, and chat a little bit. And um, also, it helps make sure that that we're really diligent about making sure we're spending time with with all the different teams and that, and that we're not slipping. And so I'll travel back and forth between the offices for fireside chat. And so that's, uh, I think it's a win. So. Yeah, and I think they, you know, they have fun with it. <laughs> Ding. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we should have a toast. What should we have a toast to? Toast. Toast to the fact that my I had a lot of turbulence on my flight today. You I am I'm super happy that I landed safely. I'm having a lot of turbulence and I'm like I'm just putting that out there because okay, I love you. and I die, then at least I like kind of gave you a heads up. And but, so you know eh. It was like turbulence. Love you, but you yeah, know. I'm, so. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, I was worried. 
But um, I feel like if you're like, I'm having turbulence, but if anything happens, I, like you then, know, then you I have to admit, so I don't think the masks make make it easier on you. Like you're there, like then you feel more claustrophobic and turbulence, and it was just like a combination. I was like, I'm just gonna say hello. So, you know. Well, thanks for like thinking about me. <laughs> yeah, so, my pleasure. I'm glad you're back. And it was a fun day. Um, I'm teaching a class in our Allen office, and so we had um, a good sized group start this week. Um, half of them have been insurance before half of them are new to insurance. And so it's been really neat just talking about our why getting to know quantum, getting to know them, um, talking about the trusted advisor approach and really like this week is all about how we solve problems for clients and really starting there. Yeah. Spending lots of time on finding the need. And if you want more than that, you're gonna have to actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> we go into a little more there. So but, I was going to say, there's three types of agents, guys, oh, and I was going to break it down for you, but I guess you'll have to go to the podcast for that one. Her Justin. Yeah. Hey, Alicia. I'm, Alicia's up, and it's later where she lives. She's a party animal, though, Alicia. So. <laughs> she's, well, watch her. She's going to type in the chat now and be like, I'm working, Justin. <laughs> so, Alicia, are you watching Netflix? Well, she said fear, so she's oh, obviously wow. drinking. So, that's <laughs> uh, as you she should be. actually toast it yet, oh. To, you were thinking safe arrivals. So I feel like we should probably be on Netflix right now. So Are you and me having like a, like a date. That would be fun. Well, what would you watch besides whatever iteration of Friends or I can you know I the office. I, I can't handle the office for like another six months. Netflix or any kind of TV of any sort is that whenever you ask me what I want to watch, I always say the same thing. And so mm. you can only watch That's The Office cool. so many times. Alicia is checking her LinkedIn, of course. I mean, she only has like 15,000 followers, so it's a never ending. How many now is it, Alicia? Um, <laughs> the last time I checked in, she was like 12.5. I've never asked her, like, what her inbox looks like. But... It's very popular. I mean, a girl with. 15,000 connections on LinkedIn is going, that's just a mess. If I have like three messages because, okay, you can testify this, but my superpower is like intense focus to mm -hmm. a fault. So if I have like that's three different. LinkedIn messages and two text messages and five emails, my brain is just going like crazy. I get stressed out because I go on, on LinkedIn and there's like 500 biz dev people that are hitting me up at any given moment, trying to sell me product. I'm like, I'm like, I am not a piece of meat. I'm just trying to do my job. So biz dev people don't bother me any more than bad drivers. They don't bother me. It's just like, so, you know, like I've sold so like so long, so many, I've only really ever been in sales. She's at 15,600. Don't you have like 200 people on LinkedIn? I'm not judging the size of your followers, but I'm not going to say how many I have now. It was oh, more than 200. People can see; they can just go like look. look it doesn't compare to 15,600. Alicia is obviously very purposeful. <laughs> LinkedIn, so good job, Alicia. Alicia's superpower. It is That's awesome. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're thinking about an agency or want to talk independent world, Alicia is your girl. There you go. <laughs> and she's awake. 
And so, Marcy. Well. Both yeah. of them are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually like reading the biz dev messages because yeah. I like looking for like good ideas and like connecting with someone out of the blue is always one of those like mysterious like life skills that you want to be able to have. Yeah. And I have to, you know, generically, I agree with you, but the problem is, is that the programs that they're using, they know how to, like, they get increasingly more aggressive. And so like, after I haven't responded to their biz dev thing, that's obviously a template for the fifth time. They're like, sir, I've been trying to contact you. You're obviously ignoring me. I'm like, you're, I'm definitely not going to contact you now, but like people will get like this, like they, they have their stuff set up and I'm, I'm sure there's a science to it. But they get like increasingly more aggressive. And so, you know, I just, I, I don't love that on LinkedIn. So. Well, I feel like I shouldn't say this on social media or my inboxes and get flooded, Ooh. but I always read those and I always respond to them because <laughs> I, I've cold called lots of times like on door to door. There's a VA um, giggling, like there's another sucker born every day. <laughs> my boss is going to be so happy. Got it. No, but I, you know. <laughs> I, it doesn't take long to say like, thanks for connecting. I'm all set. Have a great day. That is true. That is true. Yeah. I'm done with my virtue signaling. We get <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I can't judge biz dev. I mean, we all do it. I mean, you know, any meaningful company out there is doing biz dev, except for Tesla. Apparently they just people, people just buy product. So. Oh, so true. Yeah. they like crack the code to. The hype to awesomeness. Someone walks in and just <laughs> take my money. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm actually super curious that as more electric cars hit the market, so Rivian, you know, there's more real ones, not like, you know, the Volts, you know, and stuff like that. But as more real electric cars hit the market, what that looks like, you know what I mean? Like, like what does that mean for Tesla? You know, you know, will we see kind of some skewing there? You know, Elon said that he doesn't care about that kind of stuff. He doesn't mind that, but, you know, it's... uh you know, because he's in it for like a larger mission, larger purpose, you know, like we are with our work. Um, but, you know, it will be interesting to see how that plays out. So you said Tesla because they, you know, the cars sell themselves. Yeah. By the way, I'll, I'll tell you why, why we signed up for, for two cyber trucks when, like after you finish your statements. <laughs> okay. So but anyways, you finish yours first. I have been meaning to I'll ask tell you, you why, why, why that happened. First of all, they're bulletproof, which this guy needs. So... Have you guys ever interviewed someone who worked for the Apple store, like for a sales position? We've had really great employees that actually came from Apple. So if you, <laughs> I'm not talking about Liv in this example. Liv is awesome. And she can definitely tell you all about openly. We love openly. And she's a great person to work with because she knows the insurance side of it from the agency. Um, on the sales process, what the client goes through. So love Liv, not talking about Liv, but I did recently interview someone for a sales position who had worked in an Apple store. And I kid you not, they were like, well, yeah, I mean, we had to sell, but we didn't really have sales goals because the store was already exceeding those goals. So the goals stood there. Like the goals weren't really something we talked about. And I'm like, wow, that it's is- So much the, like lost opportunity, you know what I mean? I'm like, that is- How is this stand there and do nothing and be a human, computer so have you ever like booked an event or something and then your team members are like well what if 
we have a line at the booth or like, well, and I'm like, then that's a great problem to have. And we'll, we'll cross you know the bridge. That was like, that was like when, uh, you know, team members, uh, shout to Alicia, when team members were like, you know, when, when our mission, when we pushed it live, you know, kind of, you know, uh, uh, our democratized insurance uh, mission, you know, all of a sudden team members are getting hit up with, with friends that were like, oh, what, what kind of thing is this? What are you doing over there? Why are you trying to tear down our walls? Um, you know, and so it was it was funny because like we're not political. Like I don't I, just, I hate politics. I don't care about it at all. And uh, but but I do love the idea of people talking about insurance. Like, you know, people should be talking about insurance. And so, you know, when we had people that started saying, well, what is this democratized insurance thing? Like, you know, what are you doing over there? Um, I loved it. You know what I mean? Because people actually wanted to talk about what we want, what we do and, and, you know, kind of how we're trying to change the world. And so, um, it was, it was fun. It was like a little, little taste of a moment. 10 years to figure that out. It was like a little taste of a moment of like Apple or Tesla feels like people are lining up outside their door. Like, you know, um, we had, we had like a little glimmer of it. So, but, uh, so yeah. yeah, it's, you know, insurance as it stands today, it's one of those things that college grads or high school students aren't thinking about. It's not like type of top of mind for them or what they for want. For work or for actually purchasing the product? Either. either. either right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I think buy some life insurance. we talk about the brand of insurance. And so that's one of the things we're working on is yeah. we think there's some, you know, I mean, the brand is broken, right? Like, you know, and, and funny enough. So we're, we're on my Facebook page and I'm, I, I don't allow many people on my Facebook page, and I, I purposely triage. Oh, yeah, we did go live. A lot of people off my, my Facebook I page. I feel like if we went live for mine, we might have. Oh, you have so many friends, yeah. So we have a few viewers right now. <laughs> Drop your name in the <laughs> chat, and we'll shout you out. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, and at the, but at the same, it might keep it a little more personal. You were growing your LinkedIn, and at the same nice. time, I had totally dropped off LinkedIn and just not even logged into it for like two to three years because. I was tired of my feed just being insurance agents that were saying like, call me for a quote, but it's well, not just that, but like there's certain companies out there that when they use like a mass communication service that publishes the same posts across all of their agents, like Facebook or like LinkedIn, then it's just the same stuff. It's, it's just it, it, like you tune it out, right? Like it just like, it, it all becomes like white noise. But I think LinkedIn so. does so much better. And I love it. And I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. It's a lot better. Um, great content so many post-election during the election it was brutal just want to just want to say that that it got ugly during the election yeah, linkedin wasn't as bad as facebook <laughs> i wouldn't know because i kicked everybody off my facebook <laughs> you have like five facebook followers i mean i have like 500 of my closest you know Ooh. people i care about That's a lot <laughs> more than some people <laughs> <laughs> people that don't have facebook no, oh, man. that's awesome so Amanda's working on a new course I haven't told you about, and it's what? called Managing Your Brand, and it's about like your personal brand. You're going to like it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, how do you want people to, how do you want to be per perceived? How do you want people to like think of you? And then the class writes down like what comes to mind, like when they right. think of you, and then you get the feedback and you have to like process through if it aligns with like what you're going for or not. Yeah. So it's kind of like a 360 feedback mm -hmm. review where you get like a, yeah. you know, you're, you're judging people, they're judging you and, and, and you know, or a judgment free zone. So I, uh, I think that's good. I like that. So, you know, we were talking about it again, you know, you have to go to the podcast, um, you know, Caitlin's podcast, um, age of independence, but 
you know, we were talking about our team members and frontline and people in our organization and, and trying to grow them. And like one of our greatest fears is that, you know, if people want to grow up in the organization, them not having the skill set to do so, you know what I mean? Cause I, I feel like then we really missed our mark. If people join our organization and, and want to grow and work hard and do all the stuff they should do. And, but then like lack the skill set to do that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Justin Lumber, <laughs> it's all about how you frame it. He's excited. He's in your top 500. <laughs> your top 200, bro. Yeah. At least. Well, well, personal. Chris, if you want to connect with Jeff, he, he is no stranger to social media, <laughs> but he is not in my bedroom, which is where we are. So, um, it's also a little bit later where Jeff lives, so he might already be asleep. We can tag him. I would say Jeff is part of it. Jeff's probably right now. Jeff spends a lot of time in social media and like YouTube and learning new he stuff. He spends a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's like his, YouTube is Jeff's ideal way of learning new content. He'll watch like a hundred videos a day mm -hmm. and then just like download on us. He's like, guys, follow, have all these ideas and a lot of information. Yeah. And it's just, uh, you know, he, 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 he like touches a lot. You know what I mean? So I came across this video that was like the introduction of the insurance sales phone call on YouTube. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. And I watched it. And it's the exact same content I teach in class. And I was like, who's copying who? But it was great content. So, was it? Yeah. That's good. Hi, Justin. Hi. <laughs> What's going on here? This is Caitlin. How are you? Good. You got your request for a quote. What has you looking to change insurance? Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> You're using that script 10 years ago. Oh. That's cool. Uh, well, I didn't want to give my like good stuff out. Well, I appreciate you not. Like, it's <laughs> proprietary, isn't it? Like how to get clients not to hang up and, and, and cuss at you. I mean, yeah. It's... I'm not going to lie. Justin's a really good insurance salesperson. It's okay. Yeah. I thought you were pretty good. I'll use my, 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 my superpower. But What's your superpower? I don't even know. I mean, it's uh, a lot of flying and... Uh, being tired is my current <laughs> <laughs> so um <laughs> like arriving at the airport 27 minutes before your flight so you don't have to be there too that's hours. not how i roll when i go to the airport i go like two hours early and i sit there and i don't like to be rushed i like to like be methodical and uh and so that is not my superpower either so um yeah i don't know I mean, maybe communication, you know, and but really good Amanda, Amanda's no, incredible. She's, she's really good. So, yeah. Amanda's superpower. Yeah. So, so I mentioned earlier. So, so what I'm hearing, Craig, Chris, is that you're going to, you're going to ping Jeff and you guys are going to have like an hour long conversation now. So, uh, <laughs> definitely text him right now. Well, do you guys ever get that like second wind at night when you're supposed to go to bed? And you're tired, but then you, which is probably why we're still on Facebook right now. I have, I have 10 hours of meetings tomorrow. Like my, my day is stupid. So I'm just trying to avoid, because when I go to sleep, I'm going to wake up and then have to go into 10 hours so of meetings. So what meeting are you like? Are you excited about Well, that? I have one-on-ones on, on Thursday. Okay. And so I do one-on-ones with, with, with all the leadership team. Uh, I'm always excited about one-on-ones because like, we have so much stuff going on. And so I love, and you know. And me being able to interact with team members, I, you know, I really love our team. Um, you know, and so I, I, I do enjoy that. I have uh, Quohound stuff, working on tech stack, working on, you know, a variety of stuff. 
So that's fine. Yeah. I like I like tech stack stuff. I'm teaching a lead management class in the morning. Ooh. I didn't tell you about that one yet. With I didn't get invited to it, so yeah. aren't you tired of talking about, about leads? Yeah, answering <laughs> questions like yeah. leads or referrals. Um that one's fun because we break out a chart of at least six different lead sources and half of them are digital and half of them are um, different forms of referrals. And we talk about the economics of each lead. So how much does it cost? What's the cost of acquisition per sale to close ratio for that lead? But then like every lead has advantages, drawbacks. So what are the pros and cons? And every lead source has a different like sales conversation. So, for example, if you're calling a client referral, they're probably going to tell you they're midterm and they're not up for renewal yet. So, like, that would be one example of how to be ready for that sales conversation. So, that one's going to be fun. Do we just get I'm, a question? I'm trying to be Madeline. diligent. And, it's uh, not quite as late where Madeline lives. No, no. It's kind of late, but not. In Vegas. So How was today? I think they closed... How many policies did they get today, guys? Seven? How many branch policies did you close today? Depends. Arizona. Yeah. So, so that's fun. Congrats, guys. Yeah. They'll send it to Always do a great job. Second. Yeah. I mean, that's uh anyways, Chris asked how many locations we have, 50 plus. Um, you know, I think right now we're trending, we'll probably bring on hundred to hundred and fifty um over the so next year. Total or four branch, Justin? But we're trying to grow that team, and so we're we're actually hiring for agency recruiters. We call them ADLs, um, and uh, we're we're the fifty agencies were brought on by three ADLs over the past year, and so we're trying to get that team to thirty to fifty. And so we're like we're investing a lot in that infrastructure right now because um, you know there's a lot of need in the agency force, and so we're we're working on that side. Yeah. So Seven four branch, branch man, branch. yeah, yay. Great job, guys. The Lober agency writes more branch than some very well-known uh, insurance agencies out there. No no names will be named, uh, lest I get sued. So <laughs> don't say it, Lober. <laughs> hey, um, Justin, I think that we – I had a question earlier about branch that I needed answered, and I'm not sure if you guys know, but they, they endorse their, their umbrella on their homeowner's policy. When it issues, is it two separate policies, um, or is it uh, is it one? I you know I don't. I'll have to give them a call. If you don't know, that's okay. But I I haven't actually checked what happens once you endorse it, and I'm wondering like if it's actually an endorsement or if it just uh, separates the policies out into two separate policies. So, um, but but anyways, so. Well, I just clicked a button that popped up that said you can share it to groups. So I tried, I tried to share it to our well, quantum, quantum secret group. <laughs> um, I don't see it on there. So I apparently didn't work. You know, it is called Quantum Launch to Success. It's our you know one of our agency groups. And uh, it's funny because I think they only ever get videos from us like at 11 p.m. at night. We're having a glass of wine. Our bad. So, but... Uh, but yeah. Thanks for guys. Are you done? I mean, wrapping it up. What else do you guys want to hear about? <laughs> Nothing at all. So, probably past our limits. We're getting cut off. But yeah. So, um, yeah. So check out the podcast Monday. It's Justin and I. The conversation we had before this conversation. 
a little bit less rambling, a little bit more insurance than this one. Yes. We talked about why we quote live, internet leads versus referrals, just because we get that question a lot with the team members we have in training. We talked about training a lot and we talk about fireside chat, you know, kind of like yeah. some, some of the ramifications of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was good. And we're rolling out a new leadership development program. So that's all in the podcast. Be sure to just tune in. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts afterwards. We covered a lot of topics. Let me know your thoughts, your observations, send me a DM, but thanks for tuning into age of independence. It's been really fun. And, um, thanks for being guests on the podcast for tuning in, you know, for the text messages, letting me know that you, you know, listen to the episodes and any questions or topics that are top of mind for you, send them in. Cause I definitely want to hear from you guys. Thanks, Chris. It's been yeah, fun. We're blessed. So yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know, and, and with quantum, you know, we view our mission as helping, you know, obviously democratize insurance, but you know, we just see so much need in the agency force, whether it's education, uh, proper support, a company that cares about you. You know, some of the stuff is just foundational that people expect when they're, you know, starting their businesses or working with a company. But, you know, I think we've all found that, that there's so much room for opportunity uh, to do that. And so, um, you know, that's, that's why quantum exists is, you know, we, we love our agencies. We want to have thousands of agencies and just, you know, make, it, make an impact across the country with, you know, helping agencies be successful in their communities and in whatever they touch. And so, um, anyways, we appreciate it, Chris. Uh, and thank you for everybody that, that's joined us and listened to us ramble a little bit. Yes, it was fun. Yeah, so, our, our tired ramble. I mean, we were up anyways. So. <laughs> I guess we were. So, yeah. so. Fun hanging out with you guys. Have a great night and we'll chat soon. Yep. Take care. Hey, loyal listeners, when you hear me say CAS certified, that means that we use them in our agency. Are you a local insurance agent looking to take your business to the next level? Write more business and see your agency succeed with NBS aka Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, but like in today's world, we use these initials like it's cool, because it is, and it's hip. At Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they offer the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing market. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and the guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokered Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't you survive in the competitive insurance industry? Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions today. Get started today and learn more at mbsbrokerage.com. That's where you learn more, mbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. It's Caitlin, your host, and today we have a special guest. I kind of... Well, special. Talked my husband into joining me for this episode. Hi, Justin. Well, hello. How's it going? Doing fantastic. Very good. You guys are getting the late night episode tonight because I just got back from traveling and uh, it's like 10 p.m. and uh, so we're recording <laughs> before bed. Um, so don't mind if we have a glass of wine along the way. It's been a been a heck of a week. Yes, so. and um, I've had an episode or two with Justin along the way so far. So you might have caught one of those. I don't know. Get the occasional invites. We've both been in insurance for a little while. And so from time to time, it's fun to catch up 
with you guys, with Justin. I figured if you get two of us talking about insurance together long enough, something fun will happen. <laughs> Dream. So maybe. So we got the kiddos in bed. And <laughs> We're crossing our fingers. So if we'll, we'll see how that goes. Some, like somebody barging through the door momentarily. Uh, at any point in time, you'll know what it is. It is not the police. It is our children. <laughs> if you hear a knock. <laughs> yeah. A gentle knock. Not our children. Just a five-year-old that doesn't want to go to bed. Yeah. But I think they're good. It, um, our five-year-old loves animals. And so every night while he's falling asleep, he tells us animal facts, like an encyclopedia. Uh, yeah. Like he might be like, mom, uh, everyone says that frogs are the easiest animal, but it's not true. It's starfish. <laughs> <laughs> He keeps asking me for a starfish. I'm like, where do I put a starfish? Such a good idea. Yeah, you have turtles already. Like, you know, what else do you need? Tonight, he said, Mom, raccoons are the sneakiest animal in Texas and foxes. <laughs> Which could be true. It sounds true to me. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a typical day, I think, in the Agar household is insurance. Mm -hmm. A few times with the kids and then a little more insurance. So yeah. it, all in a day's work. Yes. So you were on a plane. I'm glad you're back. It's good to be back. So yeah, we always miss you while you're gone. Well, thank you. So I uh, I was in our, our Virginia office. Um, every month I do a, a fireside chat. So I, I travel between the offices um, and I'll, I'll do a, a chat and I'll, I'll broadcast from that location and get a little time with the team and, that way I can make sure I'm being purposeful about uh, spending time with all the team members. And, you know, sometimes we all get so busy that you can end up, you know, neglecting uh, people by, by accident. And uh, so I, I try and be purposeful with, with bouncing back and forth. And so it was good. But when I left, I had to wake up at 4 a.m. I hate like, like the like 5 a.m. flights are the worst. And, uh, up early the day you flew out, mm -hmm. but then you had have, you know, dinner and stuff and then you get up early for the event and then you yeah. go back so so i've been like going on four hours of sleep the night the past couple of nights and so uh i'm hoping to get some rest after this and, and catch up you're always good about texting me on the plane yeah, yeah I, I try to be is there a package for that because i haven't figured it out yet yeah just getting that <laughs> the time so i'm bad with technology guys so more than just bad. She's really bad at technology. <laughs> <laughs> IT still has your laptop done, doesn't it? So After three weeks. We have this awesome new guy. Uh, we, we call him the IT guy, but I think he has a fancier name than that. Well, he's and, a system admin. But yeah. And <laughs> I think he's slowly catching on to like just how bad <laughs> <laughs> technology is. Confiscated all of some point in time. <laughs> We're walking around with I'll just have to teach classes live. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, have paper. Lots of paper. So I was teaching a, a class today in the in the office in person, and we had like a one of the big screens that like rolls in. I don't know what it's called, but it's you know mobile, like a mobile screen. Mm -hmm. And it was set to Eastern time for some reason. Mm -hmm. So I kept thinking we were like way behind schedule. <laughs> and I turned it into this whole kerfuffle. <laughs> I need to just fix it, but I don't. 
I know how to fix it. I'm pretty sure. But I definitely don't want to reach out to Drew. <laughs> I'm determined to not ask our IT guy for help with this. Because <laughs> I know I can Google it. I love the fact that your team's going to be off schedule for the next four weeks. What I want to know classes. is why, like, the, pride, why have the eight adults in class, like, not just fixed it themselves? And I think they must all be, like, just chuckling and setting me up to see when I'm eventually going to figure it out. I wouldn't out. be surprised if some wily person in class changed it for you. <laughs> uh, oh man now it's all making sense i think you're getting punked oh my gosh um, it's all making sense so did so what was fireside chat like it was time? good it was yeah. good yeah it was funny you see I'm, it, it was funny because it was like 90 something degrees down here in, in texas but then in virginia it was so hot and the facility is like in the super old building and um you know like a brick you know brick building it's really cute but these, some of the offices got like cranking hot. And so I was like dressed with like a sweater on and I was like melting in the, so in the fireside chat. Can you say that because Monday mm -hmm. I walk into oh, the yeah. Texas office. Second, I walk in the door, I walked straight over to Kai and I said, there is, some, what is going, the heat was like, it, it was like 80 degrees in the office or something. I could tell. Yeah. So I contacted <laughs> facilities. And there was power it was so funny because the interviews we had that day. <laughs> We were like, we promise we're not trying to put you in the hot seat. <laughs> They're working on the AC. Already passed out. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, Our goal isn't to like intentionally make them sweat. Not intentionally. Not intentionally. So, mm -hmm. But uh, so at yeah. the fireside chat, you guys were like roasting. Yeah, I was roasting. So I was, I was, I was melting down. So like <laughs> I, I worked my way off screen and I come back without a sweater on. I, and. Uh, uh, I'm sure it caught a few. If you were hours. sweating, like I wonder if the team was like, "Oh, that that C our CEO, he was nervous." <laughs> just, just not, yeah, it wasn't for better or worse. It wasn't nerves. It was I was cooking alive. So, but it was good. So you know, we 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 talked through and operations chatted and education. You know, we have you know typically in our organization we have hundreds of moving parts at any point in time and kind of just like all these initiatives going on. And so. Um, that's one of the reasons the fireside chat is so important to like help communication. So everybody knows what's going on in the organization and that's, and that we don't have all these silos that don't understand like all the moving parts of quantum. And so, um, so anyways, it, it was good on my end. I, I really enjoyed like getting them up to speed and we owed the, the front line, some deliverables we've been working on uh, a new, a new career progression path. We, we like stage it out and there's actually um, uh, an actual career progression path. is like IC one, IC two, um, and you, and as you grow through it, you can now apply for the commercial team. And so it's, it's purposeful. It's really cool. Um, and now this next level part that we're weaving into, we're weaving in the quantum leadership Academy, which is kind of four pillars of, of, of kind of, you know, leadership excellence. And, um, and now starting to integrate that back into our training as well, which is, which is fun. And it was, you know, that's, it's really important because one of the things I noticed that, you know, when, when I was an agent and, um, you know, when we had our agencies, it's so hard to actually like grow your people and like in, in a legitimate, you know, version of growing them. It, it's really hard to grow your people into like the best version of themselves and help them be become outstanding leaders. And frequently they get good at doing like whatever the agent is and they kind of like, you know, hold the agent in high esteem. But but really to get the best out of your people, you have to do so much more than that. And so we've created the, you know, the Quantum Leadership Academy and and we're, you know, we really walk them through like all these different stages of communication, time management, managing up, uh, you know, and just into more obviously um, transformational, uh, you know, excellence and that kind of stuff. And so we, we walk them through 
uh, just a, a lot of different stuff trying to invest in them. And, uh, you know, it's important to us that, that and, you know, I, I usually say I spend, you know, we spend more time with our, with our teams than we do with our family and we love the heck out of our family. And so, you know, if we're gonna spend that much, that much time with our teams, it's, it's important that we're doing good in their lives and, and giving back to them and figuring out how to leave them better than, than we got them. And so, uh, we try and invest and be purposeful with that stuff. Yeah. And our, um, education manager, Amanda, has been really helpful with that process. She's super oh, passionate great. about yeah. leadership. And so she's really mm-hmm. put together a cool like course menu where it's not just all about insurance, but it's about um, like disc personality types and communication styles. Because the idea is that if we can learn our disc personality type and how different people communicate, that we it'll make the office a better atmosphere, better team culture. We'll all have better communication, but then we can also learn client communication types. So that's something cool. She's really brought in that was, um, you know, and just a neat way of looking at it. And Kelly Donahue Pirro had a great idea. To Kelly's be- fantastic. Awesome. Yes. And she mentioned doing courses that are centered around personal development. So um, we're, one of the courses we're going to offer um which was her idea was on personal finances and how they can get out of debt or save, or if they should be uh, you know, yes. investing or thinking about retirement, their financial goals. And so we're going to roll out that course as well. Just thinking through, you know, we've always said that at Quantum, we want to know what's important to them and help them reach their own goals, help to invest in them both personally and professionally. And so I think mm-hmm. this takes that to another level. So we've always tried to show that in the way we interact with our employees, the way we treat them and making it a great place to work and you know, growing their professional skills. And I think that this leadership program will help us to really show them how invested we are in them as, a, as people. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've all, many of us have maybe worked places in the past where we felt like people were just a dollar sign and we don't want our team to feel like that at Quantum. Um, so we feel like investing in who, you know, things that will be of value to them no matter how long they're with Quantum or how long their journey with us is. Things they can take with them throughout life is a win and a way we can create a great environment for them and also give back. Yeah. So that's the goal with that program. Yeah. Some people don't realize how important this is to us. And, you know, some people have probably heard the story, but the reason that we're in Dallas is actually tied to the fact that we want you know, we made that decision because we wanted our teams to be able to afford to grow financially and own a home and, and, and put money into retirement, that kind of stuff. Originally, when we were looking at moving to Texas uh, back in the day, um, 2017. Back in the day, four years ago. Um, <laughs> it was like a super long time. Um, so, but we were actually looking at moving to Austin and we were really concerned that, you know, we were going to have a great quality of life and, and all this fun stuff. And well, then, we actually went house shopping in Austin. It was, it's so tech yeah. friendly there. We knew we wanted to be somewhere tech friendly. Yeah. I mean, we put in bids on houses and we were like duking mm-hmm. it out. And, and, you know, but along the way, we realized that we're like, there's no way that a lot of the front line will be able to afford houses in, in this market. And that, that weighed heavily on us that, that we were going to be able to have a good quality of life, but that we weren't, we weren't giving that same quality of life to our, our team members. And so, um, during that 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 kind of shopping and like you know just looking at Austin, we had a change of heart. And we're like, we have to figure out something different. 
And so, you know, we, we then turned our eyes to, to Dallas. And we're like, you know, Dallas is incredible. You know, it's a great place to live, great place for family. But, you know, and it's getting more expensive, just like anything else is right now with the market. Um, but we have we have team members that are in their early 20s that are buying their first home. Congrats, Callie. Um, you know, and so, you know, we have things that in, in a different market might not be commonplace. And so, you know, seeing that come to fruition for us is, is really meaningful. And so, you know, when you talk about things like financial literacy um, and courses that we can give, my, my worst fear is somebody that comes in and works with us and, and like, you know, gives like their, their lifeblood essence, you know, like, like we all do with, with our work. And 30 years later, they're still renting and don't have a retirement. And, and that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's like one of my greatest fears is that we weren't able to make an impact, you know, potentially on that person. And so, um, so I, I love these courses. I, I love the, the work that's being done on that side. Um, you know, eventually maybe we'll roll a few out uh, to, to the outside world, you know, just to try and do some good and give, give them away for free. Um, not all of them, but, uh, but, but certainly, uh, you know, a couple of them possible. So. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great content there. And our, my team has just so much fun working on this stuff. So, yeah. So that's been neat. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see those courses come together and the team will start taking those in July. So that was one of the updates from the fireside chat. Yeah. July was the date for that. So we're going to roll that out. It'll be here before we know it. Yeah. And um, we've seen some, there were some operations updates. We've seen some changes on the mm -hmm. commercial side, which has been kind of new to. New to what our experience in insurance has been historically yeah. up till now. Well, we were, you know, we were captive agents back in the day. That was like our foray into the industry, which was good because, you know, we've talked about it before. We had, we had no idea what we were doing. And so um, it was it was a little more gentle, if you will. Uh, but along with being gentle, you also learn a lot of really bad habits in, in the captive world. Um, you know, one of which is that in the independent world, um, commercial is, is a differentiator for us. Commercials, you know, a, a really big deal. And uh, captive world is so used to personal lines. And so when we moved over to independent, we were so heavily um, uh, personal lines. And we were doing great, in, you know, writing a lot of business on that end. But along the way, uh, we did a pilot mid last year on commercial. And and now, you know, about 50% of our business is commercial. Um, and so we really picked up and kind of ran with that one. And um, so now we're, you know, we're crushing kind of the small market commercial and doing really well on that side. By small market, I mean, up to about 100, 150,000. Know, we're doing pretty well on. Um, and we're investing some resources and trying to go up to a million in, um, in, in premium now. And so we're kind of working on, on growing out that additional subset, uh, the, the additional verticals on that side. So um, that's it's fun. Yeah, you guys know that I love sales and sales coaching. So trying to figure out that space mm -hmm. is interesting to me um, yeah. because I'm really so much more comfortable with personal lines. And so I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. And I love what it can mean for our employees' lifestyle. We were talking about, you know, caring about their personal finances and what commercial can do for that person professionally, um, but also for our agents and what introducing commercial into their agency can do to their cash flow. Because if you're historically a personal lines agency, um, it takes resources and time to figure out commercial. Um, you might not have to hire the right person, be thinking about the marketing. There's a ton of time spent in chasing down those accounts and uh, they can be complex. There's training that goes into that. And so our goal is that by cracking the code to commercial, whether it be small business, middle market, that our agencies will be able to leverage um, those methods 
to be able to diversify their portfolio and to be able to, you know, tackle a segment that they haven't been able to use before to bring in revenue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a massive opportunity. Yeah. So. Did you say the captive space was like more gentle? Is that the word? Yeah, I think. What do you, what do you mean? I mean, the captive space is a lot more on rails. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, as we've seen from the independent space, a lot of what we do, and you guys know that with Quantum, our, our, um, our mission is democratizing insurance. And that means a lot of things. But education is certainly a big part of that. So, you know, in, in the independent space, the education is is uh, frequently lacking. Um, you know, and even even the stuff that poses as education is frequently about you know forms. It's about policies. It's about like you know insurance information. But but the soft skills of what we do are are frequently you know it's, it's not all pulled together. And so um, and, and that's a lot, of, a lot of what your team does is trying to figure out how do you synthesize the knowledge. The, the product and all that different stuff, and then how do you, and how do you put it in human packaging? How do you how do you convey it effectively? Um, and uh, yeah, we've know. had to make some big changes to the program to really think about how do you take all this great information mm. and figure out when it turns into transformation, like knowledge becoming yeah. how you're actually going to speak with a client when you're on the phone, and the actual behavior in that thing that you just learned actually coming to life because um, we packed a ton of content into our first version of quantum university. There's a lot of meat on the bones. And it was literally like everything in a month that you needed to know to be a successful producer. And we found that it was just too much for people to absorb practically, yeah. like right away, like they might get it and get the principles and be bought in, but actually having time to let that unfold what would happen is they would latch on to one or two principles and then forget a lot of the rest. And so we really had to think through, okay, if we slow roll this, um, what will that look like? Training is expensive and mm -hmm. talking about spending months and months of in training and education is a big hurdle. Um, I think for a lot of companies and I've seen all different timelines across the board. I mean, there's the agencies where they just throw somebody on the phones or throw you to the wolves and you just eventually figure it out. Totally grassroots training. And then there's um, companies, you know, direct call centers where they might have somebody in training for like, I don't like 16, 16 weeks, six months for some of them. And so finding out, you know, what's most effective at the end of the day, what's going to have the most impact and move the needle the most. And so we've actually changed the timeline of our program. Mm -hmm. So we that's given us room to introduce more courses, to spend more time on topics. So for example, when I'm talking about slowing it down, that means we are spending probably five or six workshops just on the introduction of the call, like just on the first five minutes. And that's not including videos, but that's just like live workshops. Um, and we're also spending a lot more time on the why. You know what I mean? And so a lot more time on the why. Um, you know, a whole a whole lot more time on the why. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes when you bring people in and, and it's like just a shotgun approach and you're just moving so quickly. Um, if if you're not taking the time to sit down and, and help them understand the why, you know, why does quantum exist? Why does your organization exist? Um, you're then you're not gonna have the, the emotional love bucket necessary that when things get hard and you're pushing them to adopt your practices, whatever else. Um you're going to you're going to start having retention issues with that. And so, you know, that's what we found when we brought people in and just taught them all this stuff, great stuff. And they were like, wow, that's a lot of information. Um, and then we would like, like get them into the weeds and like start producing. And, and we were moving at such a high pace though, 
that that people you know you develop bad habits that way because yeah. then you're getting some of it down but you're you're not taking also, you miss the big picture sometimes you know what i mean and i think at the end you know what we were doing was was frequently missing the big picture and so now um we're, we're really slowing down in the front and being purposeful helping them understand the big picture the why of what we're doing and why quantum exists and you know, and you know and and what's the difference that we're trying to make in the industry and then we use that as a foundation to build on so I think it's totally possible for someone to come out of the gates, learn how to one call close, start closing sales. But it's also possible for that same person to have monoline sales and to be missing out on the trusted advisor approach and be missing out on a total risk review and not doing a full needs analysis. And so getting behind the why, why we're here, what's our mission, what's our purpose, um, how do we fit this into our clients' wants, their needs, their lifestyle? What can we deliver on today? What are we 100% sure we can deliver on today that has nothing to do with price? If we can get that down in the beginning, then what we're finding is that when you're talking about bundling or the one call close or the asking for the sale, it all makes so much more sense within that framework. Um, and then suddenly it's not quite so scary when the client tells you they're not interested or they already have insurance or they don't want to have a bundle review because you know how much value that you really do have to bring to the table and how it's really going to help that person. What are you chuckling about? I was just thinking, <laughs> so I was thinking that, uh, you know, we have um, all these new team members in, in the office and um, it's, it's so funny watching them like getting on the phone for the first time and like quoting for the first time. And we're now we're hiring a lot more from outside the industry. Um, you know, we're, almost as a rule of thumb, it's very difficult to, to join quantum unless you're, you know, uh, have a high level of excellence. 50% of our class this time is from outside or new to the industry, outside the industry, new to insurance. And the next one, license. yeah, and I was talking to our director of recruiting and director of talent, and it'll probably be 75% in, in the next class. And then it'll probably end up being at 90, 95% new to the industry. And, and that's purposeful. You know, um, the, the industry would benefit from having, uh, from changing its brand, changing its image. And doing a better job of attracting you know new blood in, into the industry and so we're trying to figure out that problem because i think the industry itself has a problem with being able to attract really high quality people in the industry um and and, and you know make make the, the insurance brand sexy if you will i, I think we struggle with that uh and, and sexy back <laughs> yeah you know and so I, the, but, but we, we think about that you know we, we think through how can we help change the brand of insurance um and make it something that one day kids might want to be when they grow up, you know, so something because mm -hmm. we have a, a freaking awesome profession, you know, like we help yeah. people, people die and we like help their, their families, you know, yeah. recover as much as possible and survive or, you know, or they get into a bad accident to you. You know, I, I spent time with our claims team today, you know, you know, we do so much good in our industry and, and that message is frequently lost, um, you know, but there's a lot of insurance agents that are, that are heroes. I mean, that they do incredible work. You know, I, you know, and, and you and I, you know, you mentioned our agency force, you know, before you and I are so passionate about like the small business, the, the business experience mm -hmm. and because of the impact it's had on us. But we're we're entrepreneurs. We, we, we love, you know, what it feels like to to have your own business um, and, and being an insurance agent is just a really you know unique and special aspect of that, I think. It is. So. Yeah. so. So we'll keep you guys posted on how that's going. We're, we're trying out that new method of really slowing it down. And this group of people that we're training, 50% have insurance experience. The other half of the class are new to insurance. And they won't be on the phones 
quoting a coverage consultation or asking for the sale until the end of week four. And so even though they're licensed and we've taught coverages and they've learned trusted advisor and all of that good stuff, we're really going to spend time getting the introduction of the call down first. That first impression is so important. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to learn the Raider conversation next and get that down and make sure that that's really smooth and sounds like a really customized conversation and not like we're like quizzing the customer um, before they ever start even trying to do the full consultation or close it. And so uh, the goal um, is that that will give them time to learn it in bite-sized pieces. Um, so this was a light bulb moment I had from talking with Kelly again. And she said, um, you can watch a video of Chef Ramsey grilling a steak. Uh, but when you try it yourself, that steak is gonna suck <laughs> so um our point slightly different words possibly but her point yeah. was that you it's not enough just to convey the knowledge people really have to have time to try it out and fill it out and just learn things a little bit of it at a time so we're really we're really big believers that the best way that we can help develop our new team members is with a program that's as close to mentorship and coaching almost kind of like an apprenticeship model as possible where they really closely working with a pro coach and a guide and somebody that's mentoring them through the process um front to back because that's that's really how they're gonna grow the most and and feel the most confident in their career move yeah. it's also one of the costlier ways to train new employees but uh, we think it's worth it yeah and we'll keep you posted on how that's going yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a long-term investment, you know, and I think that we found ourselves trying to cut corners on that side, just like we all do and trying to make it just a little more, you know, effective, a little more efficient, but, but some things are worth spending a little more on. And so, you know, we'll, we'll let you guys know how it goes. And uh, if the long play was, was mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like some of the questions that are new, Team members ask us in class are the same members that agents ask. Yeah, so, so I, give us a few examples. I didn't here. tell Justin what these questions were, but I told him I had some questions. So I want to ask you some of the questions that they asked me in class this week and see what you say. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, let me think. So definitely one question we got was why 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 do we quote live? Because and bear with me on this one. Wouldn't it make more sense if we spent the morning call block getting as many quotes started as possible, as many people on the phone as possible, booking a call back and then quoting them afterwards, which I think is a good question. That's a fair question to pose. Well, so, and, and keep in mind that, yeah, so that question changes depending on, on your marketing style, mm -hmm. right? And so the reality is, is that if you're getting referrals all morning, if you're getting whatever, you know, if it's if it's you know emails coming in the referrals, whatever those things are, that's not you know the, the pressure is a little bit off in in those scenarios um, when you're generating leads online. And so with Quantum, we're actually moving towards uh, we, we've purchased a lot of our, our marketing our leads uh, historically. Uh, you, there's a really good chance that you'll see our ads in the, in the near future, just like everybody will. Um, but they're you know we're moving more towards our own exclusive. Um, uh, quantum specific ads targeting consumers, targeting agents, or whatever else, and so we're we're going branded in, in almost everything that we're doing with, with our brand. Um, but when you're buying leads, uh, or if you have a client on the phone, that 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 conversation is frequently very different than 
than the one is more referral based and slow and and you're like hey i'll give you a call back tomorrow and they're okay with that the reality is is that in the lead game in in kind of like the online marketing game um there's a chance that that a they might have submitted a form to somebody else even if you got an exclusive lead or or they came to your website they might have submitted a lead on on whichever website first you know they might have submitted uh you know stuff on progressive stuff and not bottle policy but the information would hit and progressive would call them so whatever that thing is and so you know in that environment you have to be the first the first person to respond and you also have to be you know you also have to go for for the close um uh during that time because the second that you let them off the phone you're letting other people in, in into your sale um and so if you do a really quick geico level quote where it's it's um 900 seconds uh, is it um well, whatever that number is, the problem with that in, in the online lead game space is that there's going to be an agent that calls back at 901 seconds. That person's going to quote, and now now you're not the only person providing a quote to that person. So, you know, we try and be the first responder with with, with our leads. Um, we try and and spend 40 minutes to 45 minutes on the phone at least with them. Uh, less time than that upsets me because I, I feel like we're not doing a quality job. We're not getting to know our clients, et cetera, if we're not spending enough time with them. Um, and then obviously asking for the sale and trying to move that thing forward uh, as much as you can is important. And, you know, it, it's funny because I see, I see salespeople and they let somebody off the phone and they're like, oh, they're going to buy tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes, right? So somebody else called them and asked for the sale and, uh, and, and got it. And so, you know, in the game that we play at, at kind of like a, a slightly higher, higher frequency, a slightly higher pace uh, in kind of the online marketing game. You have to be pretty quick and so you have to get a rate on the phone you have to be responsive in that again if this is a referral from mom um that person might wait a couple of days you know if it's if it's somebody that you know in your community um you know what with those though what i found mm -hmm. is that even the referrals from mom that are like sure call me back and you know they're gonna pick up the phone when you call them back they're always busy they're like oh yeah hold on my sister's coming in from out of town like so they're talking to you and they're answering the phone but they're like not busy like they're not available because they're busy <laughs> and so yeah. it doesn't work with for me with those either i think people don't make time for their insurance agents <laughs> it's yeah. always something that's gonna pop up yeah yeah so you know anyways i, I but but i like it i mean from a from a from an efficiency standpoint i mean i guess you could go either way you could say you build up this this massive chunk of work and then work through it and then call the people back or you just kind of one off it and, and get through it. Um, in our world, we, we like to walk through the quotes and, and try and, and you know, help the client right there, especially going into the future where people are, are going to more and more expect that. If you know, if, if you think that's not the case today, wait 10 years and, and, and the client or five years or three years and our clients will absolutely have little tolerance for, for a long turnaround on, on stuff. And so, um, you know, I understand the referrals and whatever else. We, you know, we'll have a little more, a little more runtime uh, with that before kind of that area is disrupted or whatever. But, but certainly, you know, if there's other people, if there's other insurance agents that have the opportunity to call them, you should knock them out. You know, be be responsive and, and try and quote close that, you know, over the phone. And there's one more thing I'll add to that that came yeah. up. So I told you guys we made a list of like what are. 10 things I know I can deliver on for this client today. They have nothing to do with, you know, the price. And we came up with like 30 things, wow. 30 things we can do um, for everything from giving accurate information to filling gaps in their coverage to finding the right fit for their family. Uh, just tons of great stuff about um, how we were going to personalize the experience for this person. 
And so where we landed after that question about like, why, why can't we start the quote, start the conversation, build the quote, call back, was that there's a lot of things on that list that we can do to bring value that are really hard to do if we hang up that phone. If we hang up that phone and build the quotes without talking to them, we're going to be missing on a lot of the value we could provide. And so I really feel like it can build an even, an even better experience, just missing less things, uncovering that one more thing, getting to know them a little bit better, that stronger relationship. At the end of the day, they're, they're buying a policy that has a carrier's name on it. And you want them to remember your agency because you gave them such a great experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that extra time on the phone goes a long way. But one of the things we talked about was I was like, guys, let's be real. Like what I'm describing here is way harder. Like this is not the easiest route quoting live. I don't blame agents one bit that try to come up with a different process for it because it's not easy. And you do have a ton of screens up there and mm-hmm. you're trying to shop multiple carriers. I get it. So it, it's not easy. Um, you know, but, part of that is that the technology stack in the independent world is so broken. Yeah. But I mean, keep in mind that that if, if you're counting on the technology stack in the independent world to be broken for long, you're you're going to be very very sad over the next year or two. Um, I assure you, it's changing very quickly. Speaking of which, congratulations to Branch on their Series B, uh, a, a nice raise, and I know that you guys are growing really quickly. So, uh, but speaking of Branch, you know, my hope is that more and more agent that companies like Branch will come along, where it takes you know just three questions to, to be able to pull together, you know, rates. And so imagine long-term when that happens. And if all the companies that we were working with, imagine if travelers did that and, and safe or whoever else, and then it pulls all this information in for you, you know, you use data enrichment. And then you get to the point where now you're really just having a conversation about the client, about their risks, about their needs, you know, and so on. And, you know, right now we're doing so much data entry to try and get that stuff filled out. But the companies like Branch are, are, are the way of the future. And so, you know, as, as those companies, you know, as more companies turn towards that and they figure out how to get into Raiders and, and, and use those as a springboard uh, for that information, agents should love that because it's allowing us to now talk about the stuff that we want to talk about. None of us want to be data entry professionals, right? Like nobody here wants to sit there and fill out a hundred questions on, on forms to like try and get a fake rate, you know, it's ridiculous. And so, you know, we should be looking to companies like Branch, um, as as really positive saviors of our industry because if we don't have that kind of technology to be competitive in this space well geico's agents do um you know they they, they have their own raiders they have the sophistication there's a lot of companies out there that have that and and if we don't pick that up pretty soon um we're going to be at a disadvantage and so you know i think that i, I think it's you know over time this is going to change um but quoting online is, is actually, I think, a good habit now because as this technology comes into play and as you can get to the place where you're entering three questions, um, you know, to to start the quote and like enrich all the information that you need in the quotes, um, it's going to put you in a place where you can provide that full service. And, and most of the time it's just spent connecting with the client, you know. So. And you mentioned soft skills before. Mm-hmm. And that's why we spend so much time on the soft skills and the communication and the um, interacting with other people, the client communication types, because our ability to connect on a human level is going to be so much more important the more that tech is taking over part of that conversation. I interviewed a guy on the podcast a few episodes back. It's called We're Still Human and Work Shouldn't Suck. It's Brad Shorkin. He's a 
um, CEO of Still Human. He's in South Africa and he's worked with insurance organizations in a couple different countries. So I asked him about like what insurance is like over there. And he, he talked about that insure tech world and how as we're getting those fast bindable rates, how important our emotional intelligence is going to be because we might find ourselves in a situation where we don't have 40 minutes with the client, but maybe we have 20 minutes and we're going to have to be able to build a relationship, create value, connect personally, understand that person. People will still be looking for that emotional connection. And so to be preparing for that change in the future. The goal isn't that that tech would replace the advice, the professional guidance that the client needs, but that we'll be ready for how that's going to change the interaction in our conversation um, so that we can still connect to make it personal, make it customized, make it make sense. So emotional intelligence is something we're thinking about and yeah. uh, definitely an area that's kind of, you know, we're still growing in it. Yeah. Long term. Yeah, I mean, communication is a core differentiator. I mean, that's very difficult to replace. And so, you know, some companies are, are getting better at it. They're getting better at closing their, their sales online. You know, I referenced Skyco, but I think they're closing 60, 70% of their business online now. Um, so they're getting better at it, but it still doesn't replace the, the human aspect. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you call one of those call centers and speak to somebody versus somebody that's high, you know, highly trained, um, and, and huge difference. What they're doing, it's a completely different experience. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's still a massive need for quality and, and and a high you know high level communication. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think the other question I got this week, and we've touched on this one before, guys. So I don't want to beat a dead horse, but Justin, if you can give us like a quick answer to, you know, I've, I've been an agent with State Farm. I've been an agent with Goosehead. And I'm really good at getting like mortgage referrals. So like why the internet leads. And this was not an agent. It's actually someone who's working in the, in the call center. They took a, a sales position in the call center. So um, well, we had somebody from, from, I think you said, join us, right? That was an agent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You want to come and do, and do training and help us? Yeah. yeah. He'll be in a training position. And so it was a legit question like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, that, that's my secret sauce. I'm good at working with dealerships, getting relationships, going to the chamber events, getting mortgage leads. So why the focus on internet leads? We're going to be hopping on the phone soon as a class, learning um, the beginning conversation of that call. And so um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I think that agencies should have both, but I do think that the consistency that you can achieve on, on leads and online marketing can be even higher consistency than you can achieve typically through mortgage relationships and that kind of stuff. And so I, I love mortgage relationships. I love referrals. Um, but, but I also realize the fact that somebody can come in and get that person that in a big you know, mortgage shop to, to have their own insurance agency. You know, uh, we have places in Texas that, that, that have their own you know, mortgage shops and insurance shops next door to each other. Um, so those relationships can go away. And if you're counting on a massive portion of your business and, and, and employees that have to feed you know, their families and that kind of stuff, if you're counting on building out a mechanism that can continue to bring revenue into that side, um, I think that that the human element is, is is a little more risky versus you know on on leads on online marketing and, and kind of stuff where you can work the numbers and kind of scale those numbers a little more effectively. There's there's something pretty impactful about being able to use internet leads to to grow your business. Um, and we do we do calls we do we do a, a large variety of stuff. You know we diversify kind of what we're doing. We I still love mortgage relationships. I still love referrals. That's incredible stuff. And we should all be trying to get that. Um, 
But I think that that if you're looking for a lever to pull where you can say, hey, I'm going to go to selling a million dollars a month in, in new business, it's it can be very difficult to pull that off with, with just mortgage relationships and so on. So I know, I know some people do. I also know a whole lot of people that 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 don't. Um, you know, there's there's large organizations out there where their bread and butter's mortgage and their average, you know, agency might sell thirty, forty thousand dollars in the in the entire agency, so or less. Um, and, and and I think it's frustrating at times. It can be hard to scale. And so, you know, I don't I don't think it's an either or. I, I think it's an and. Um, you know, use all the resources at your disposal and and don't turn your nose up at any of them. Look at the ROI, look at what you can accomplish with them. Um, and if you can make internet leads work and if you can make mortgage referrals work and you can do all these things kind of in harmony, then I think that you're better off than being a one trick pony that has that has like just one area that, that you're focused in, um, you know, and, and then you're you're open to the the risk of, of, of having, you know, kind of one channel that you're that you're heavily yeah. invested in. And I think what can be hard in is there's so much unknown to generating referral relationships that when you spend too much time outside of the office. It's hard to replace that time and replace that like sales volume that what you would have had in your pipeline. So what I kind of love is this approach of generating your referral relationships off of the internet lead conversations that you're having in the office that are already coming through. So if a if you're on the phone with a client that has that new car, well, what dealership are they at? How did they find out about Quantum? And then calling to introduce yourself to the car salesperson that was just working with them. Or they just bought the new home and you're working with the mortgage loan processor to get all their documents. And then, you know, calling afterwards and following up and introducing yourself to that person just so that it's a little bit more strategic. There's already a mutual client involved. Um, it's going to take less of your time outside of the office so that you can um have a consistent workflow and a little bit of predictability there while still pursuing business that just makes sense because it's good business. So that's, that's an approach that I think um, has some, a lot of potential there. Yeah. So, so, so good stuff. What up? Anything else top of mind for you right now? I think we covered a lot. We did cover a lot. Uh, you know, I think some good stuff. So, yeah. Well, it's fun chatting with you guys. I'm always, Loving it when we talk sales and training and all of that good stuff. Let me know what hot topics in the insurance world you're thinking about, what you want to hear about on the Age of Independence. We have some pretty cool episodes coming up. So just to give you guys a little bit of a sneak peek, we're going to be hearing from an agent soon who was captive and transitioned to the independent world and is doing really awesome in their startup. So want to pick their brain about how things are with their team and what that's been like for them. And we also have a cool episode coming up. If you're into AI and machine learning at all, we're going to um, hear from a company that we use that tags the behaviors and the sales calls so that we can diagnose and see what's going on and coach. And so I think that one's going to be really neat. So um, stay tuned. Lots of great content coming up for you guys over the summer. And if you haven't had a chance yet, Click subscribe uh, to the podcast. That would be awesome. Just so you can get notifications every Monday when the new content comes out. And thanks for hanging with, with us tonight. Our late night chat, catching up. Um, I'm glad you're back from Good to be back. the airplane so, in time for a podcast episode. Yeah. And um, we're going to go chill. I hope you guys have an amazing day and um, look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks so much.